This podcast was recorded Thursday, February 15th at 11.11 a.m. Things may have changed by the time you hear this. Yeah, like when politicians go on listening tours, they will listen more than they talk. Let's talk politics. This is Snollygoster, WOSU Public Media's weekly look at Ohio politics and all those Snollygosters, those shrewd politicians who sound like candidates even when they say they are not. I'm Mike Thompson. Coming up in the podcast, Governor DeWine has regrets, at least one. But first, speaking of listening tours, West Virginia U.S. Senator Joe Manchin was in Ohio this week. We've been going around listening finding out why Americans seem to be so mad at each other or why they think they're so divided because I'm going to tell you something, you're not. Washington's making you pick a side. They've weaponized the political process. It's not supposed to that be. That was Manchin at the Cleveland City Club at 8 o'clock Thursday morning. Then he trekked down to Columbus to speak to the Columbus Metropolitan Club four hours later. And not surprisingly, he did more talking than listening. Maybe he's listening in private. Anyway... The Democrat used his appearances to promote the new political group Americans Together, which claims it's a platform for moderate voters, something Manchin claims he's always been. I've never been accused of being a good Democrat, and I've never been accused of not liking a a Republican. I, I get along with everybody. So my vote has always been center, and no one ever controlled it. Manchin is on a two-month tour to determine whether there is a national movement for a third-party ticket. He admits running as a third-party candidate is extremely difficult in American politics, and he stressed he is not a candidate. Guys, listen, I'm not running for anything. I'm basically running to try to get people involved, okay? So we'll, we'll, get, we'll make sure of that right now. That's today. But he was quick to answer a rhetorical question about who his running mate would be. So hypothetically, if I was picking my running mate, I, I, would, ask, uh, I would ask really who I would ask right now is Mitt Romney. Maybe Rob Portman. Yeah. Okay. Rob Portman would be right there, too. Rob's a dear friend of mine. What a, what a good man. What a good man. <laughs> Once again, Rob Portman, the ideal running mate that never becomes the running mate. He should put that on his LinkedIn profile. Now, the Cleveland City Club appearance was an interview, not a speech. So Manchin was not in complete control. And Manchin was not asked to comment on Donald Trump. And he chose not to. But Manchin did take aim at his fellow Democrat. I will say this, President Biden, uh, which I've known for a long time, I voted for him and supported him, is not the person I thought he was. And I've said this, how did he get so far to the left? I, I just can't figure it out. And I've told him this. We've had this discussion. So I'm not saying something new to you that he's not heard from me directly. And I said, Mr. President, I said, I swear to God, that this is not where the country is. The country elected you because you were the one Democrat that could pull things back together. We were getting so divided. And then as soon as you got here, you got pulled clear to the left. And a lot of the people you have in positions are very far left. And I says, it's very tough to deal with them. Manchin criticized Joe Biden's emphasis on green energy and renewables, something that is not popular in West Virginia. Manchin also criticized Biden's fiscal policies and spending on social programs, a plan which Manchin helped kill last year, if you recall. And Manchin poked at the president's efforts on immigration. First of all, if you want to blame Joe Biden, he's totally guilty as charged on opening up the border and making it what we have today. And I've told him I've been disagreeing with him 
from day one. But then when you talk to him, they said, you know, and I understand where they're coming from and his compassion he has for people. And he does. He's a compassionate person. Manchin did not lay any blame on President Trump or Republicans in Congress who refused to enact the latest compromise border security bill. So where are we? We are left to speculate, something we do well here on Snollygoster. Manchin is not running for re-election in West Virginia, but the tour is a campaign for something. Is he planning a third-party run? Perhaps. But he knows and he admits that would be next to impossible. To me, listening to him, as questions about Biden's age and his low approval ratings, as those questions grow, I wonder if Manchin is keeping his name out there as a moderate Democrat, an alternative should Biden not seek the Democratic nomination. Or maybe Manchin is just polishing his skills for a cable news gig. We'll be right back. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now, we're taking center stage. Introducing NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, a collection of Black-led stories from NPR's podcasts. Search NPR Black Stories, Black Truths wherever you get your podcasts. For three years, former executives at First Energy in Northeast Ohio have been accused of bribing the former head of the Public Utilities Commission and helping fund former House Speaker Larry Householder in the nuclear bailout scandal. You know the story. The company has said the executives, former CEO Charles Jones and former senior vice president Mike Dowling, participated in the scheme. While the two people convicted of taking the bribes, Householder and lobbyist Matt Borges, sit in federal prison, The men accused of giving the bribes were not charged until this week. The state has charged Jones and Dowling with bribery and other crimes. The state has also charged former Utilities Commission Chair Sam Rendazzo with accepting bribes. So now Rendazzo faces federal and state charges in the case. Reacting to this latest indictment, Governor Mike DeWine said he is now sorry he appointed Rendazzo to the PUCO. You go with the information that you go with. Um, Is that something that I wish we hadn't done? Well, sure, I wish we hadn't appointed him. We did not know all those facts. I did not know all those facts at that time. As evidence that perhaps he did not know all the facts at the time, prosecutors presented a handwritten note as part of the state indictment issued this week. Dowling wrote to Jones before a meeting with the governor. The note read, don't give the governor anything in writing and don't mention that executives from First Energy would soon meet with Rendazzo. Yet again, an example of the hidden world of hardball politics. That reminds me, if you have not listened to it already, you should check out WOSU's podcast, The Power Grab, where Renee Fox lays out the entire scandal using the player's own words. It's available here in the Snollygoster feed. Just look backwards a few weeks. As well, it's in a separate feed. Look for The Power Grab wherever you get your podcasts. Time now for our Snollygoster of the Week segment, where we honor the shrewdest politician or political move of the week. This week, it goes to Ohio Right to Life. It has been a difficult year for the group that opposes abortion rights. First, it and other allies tried to amend the state constitution to make it harder to amend the constitution. That failed last August. Then it failed in its attempt to convince voters not to change the constitution, guaranteeing abortion rights. One of the leaders in that fight was Secretary of State Frank LaRose. Of all statewide elected leaders, 
He carried the flag for abortion rights opponents, and he took a lot of heat for it. So it should come as no surprise that Ohio Right to Life this week endorsed him in the GOP race for U.S. Senate. But that's not where the snelligostering comes in. You see, one of LaRosa's opponents in the primary, Bernie Marino, leads in the polls and has Donald Trump's endorsement. So Ohio Right to Life endorsed him, too. The group did not endorse the third candidate, Matt Dolan. While his current stance is unclear, you could argue that Frank LaRose is the most anti-abortion candidate of the field. Marino and Dolan both would allow for a national law allowing abortions with no restrictions up until 15 weeks of a pregnancy. LaRose says there should be a national standard, but he would not say at what point in the pregnancy it should occur. Anyway, for endorsing a tie, for basically endorsing a tie between Bernie Marino and Frank LaRose in the GOP Senate primary, Ohio Right to Life gets our Snelligoster of the Week award. That'll do it for this week's edition of Snelligoster, which is part of the NPR network. As always, please be sure to leave us a good review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast, and just tell your friends about us. For our digital producer, Michael DeBonis, I'm Mike Thompson for Snelligoster from WOSU Public Media. Snelligoster.